Molly had lots of questions about what was happening to her. Menstruation is fun. I think I did this on episode one. I think I said like the Red River flows, but I think now I'm I like uh, reenacting Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Where did you get that? <coughs> My head. <laughs> I put it on the Instagram post. Oh, which everyone should follow. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hello and welcome to Period Drama, the podcast all about reenacting Carrie. <laughs> I'm your host, Kat, and this week I'm joined by the lovely Alice and April, and we're going to talk all about polycystic ovarian syndrome, which for ease, we're just going to call PCOS because it's long. Uh, before we start, I recommend you get a glass of wine and some snacks and chill out because this is going to be one where we complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to start this episode, I do have a little bit of a disclaimer, though, and then we'll actually start. Um, I have tried to remove gendered language from period drama as much as I can, but I'm probably going to slip up. And I'm aware that PCOS can affect anyone with ovaries, even if they don't identify as female. So I do my best to refer to PCOS in a gender neutral way, but I may accidentally refer to it as a female reproductive condition or a disease that affects women, especially when I get angry about how little research is directed towards conditions like this. I think a lot of the reason PCOS and other conditions affecting the uterus aren't taken seriously is because of just straight up misogyny. So I get angry when quote unquote women's health conditions are treated as less important. So... I'm sorry if I slip up and I'm doing my best to keep learning and modify my language. Anyway, enough from me. <laughs> Alice, April, perhaps you could introduce yourselves and tell me when was your last period? Hi, I'm Alice. Um, my last period was a Provera-induced period, which I'm sure we will get onto a bit more. It's basically like a drug-induced period. Um, and that was, oh, it hit me pretty much on Christmas Day, Aww. which is the best gift <laughs> you could get. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I knew it was coming because obviously I'd, I'd been taking the drugs, but it was a bit later than I planned. So I sort of thought I'd be finished around then. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Aww. And also where I was staying uh, at my um, father-in-law's house had no bin anywhere oh, they that's had a crime that should yeah, be a crime they had a plastic bag in the kitchen so i ended up to my shame um finding a ziploc bag in their kitchen and putting all of my sanitary products into the ziploc bag and storing them in my bag till the end of christmas oh my god that must have smelt so bad I, that's why i got the ziploc one i can yeah. recommend that other brands are available but i will highly recommend <laughs> no spell escaped so and it was only like it was only like the actual day itself yeah. um, and the night so it wasn't too bad but yeah. yeah and before that i think it was about seven months prior to that yeah. as a side note i once um so I think we were just at some pizza place or whatever and they had like, the toilets were just four stalls with like two had men signs on them and two had women signs on them. And I was like, Haha, I'm going to go into the men's one because it doesn't fucking matter. They're just stalls. I can do what I want. And I got in there and I was like, fuck, there's no bin in here. I need to change my pad and I had to like change it, wrap it in toilet paper then like wait till no one was around and come out and then quickly pop into a women's one because I was like, oh, my fuck you didn't work. <laughs> April, what about you? Okay, I'm April. I'm 43, so I'm a little bit older than you two ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think when my last period was. I've had a couple of little breakthrough bleeds mm. over the summer. 
Uh, the first of those started as I was travelling to my nephew's birthday party. Oh, fun. So that was fun. Yeah. And before that, I hadn't had a period for five years. Wow. Is that because of PCOS? Partly because of PCOS and partly because I'm on the mini pill. Okay. Which I just use to regulate the hormone levels. Yeah. Yeah. How how have you found a mini pill? To be honest, for me, it's been brilliant. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Um, I've tried all sorts of things in the past. Mm. I've had combined pill. I've had diaphragm which I hated, uh, and I've had the implant, which I found incredibly uncomfortable and had removed after we've about three months. both had yeah. the implant, and I think we've... I mm. got mine removed pretty quickly because mm. of the hormonal stuff. I don't... Yeah. Everyone I know on the implant had constant spotting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I quite... I, I, it was really odd for me because having gone from hardly bleeding at all to then having the implant, it, when I had no period for a year on the implant and then I had a constant fairly heavy period mm. so i got that taken out took my mum to help <laughs> that's just the tasty taste of my life alice i know i know well, that's i do it for a lot of sympathy because i it was horrible because you've got to constantly think about yeah about it and it, it drains like it's even spotting yeah like it's exhausting because you have to think about it mm-hmm. and yeah. like it's not just a little bit of blood on your underwear it's like you have to think about it and you yeah. have to worry, oh, what if it gets heavier? Or what if. And also, your sex life is. Oh, gotcha. yeah. It's yeah. Hard. It becomes harder yeah. because then it's like. I mean, I think you then end up building a bit of a tolerance and it's the whole like. I don't think you should have to. It kills the mood, doesn't it, when you have it to put like, a towel mood. on the bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me just get the sex towel. <laughs> we do have a designated towel, sex towel, which is ridiculous. You shouldn't have to have a sex towel. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We have a few. <laughs> well, I just I chose the darkest coloured one because like nothing is worse than like, well, oh, let's get out the sex towel and then it's just a white mess of oh yeah. <laughs> like you're about to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. some people are into that though. I don't well, know. <laughs> yeah. So I know there's gonna be some people listening who don't know anything about PCOS and have no idea what we're going on about. So I thought a fun way to let people know would for me to read out a list of supposed facts about PCOS and Alice and April to try to decide together if they think it's true. And along the way, we'll probably end up talking about our own experiences, I hope. So fact number one, if you have PCOS, you have cysts on your ovaries. True or false? False. Yeah, um, I think it's one of those that's it's different for everybody. I've got one ovary that's completely dead and doesn't do anything, and another one that's covered in cysts. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's that. I'm going to say false, but I think it's because they are they're not actually cysts, are they? See, Alice, why would you ruin my fact number two? Oh, like I'm that? so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, it's, I've literally. It's, I think it's only because I've seen mine so many times. Yeah, I think you've got to think of conversation starters with the woman. Or man who's got a probe up your vagina. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, so while, while they're scanning me, like if I've got an internal, it's not so bad when it's an ultrasound, but if I'm yeah. having an internal, like I like to sort of, you know, I keep it. When I'm looking at my ovaries, I'm sort of like, oh, there's, is there more cysts than usual? And they, <laughs> it's, it was, I think it was a. Do a, I count them? Can I count them for you? I mean, they'd be there a while. Okay. <laughs> they'd be there a while. They looked like they'd been hole punched. Um, mm. But they said, I think it was the last guy I had a scan by was saying that they're not cysts, they're like, they're 
Bollocks. We'll get on to it, Alice. There we Don't go. spoil the surprise. I didn't fully ruin the facts then. I can't remember what they are. I just know they're not actually cysts, technically. Can you count yours, April, on the scan? There's a lot. A lot. It's a, a bit lot. only in one ovary. That's yeah. interesting. One of my ovaries looks like a shrivelled up plum. Oh, it doesn't really? do anything. Do they know why that is? Or they're just not... They just think it's just dead. That's how it was described to me. God. Uh, and the other one is full of cysts and swollen and bigger. And when I feel... My tummy. Mm, there's one I can feel the more swollen ovary. I that's really crazy. Similar. That's crazy. Really you have one. I, well, when I went when I was um, sixteen, which we we talked about in the first mm. episode, um, because I hadn't started a period. It was, it was sixteen or seventeen when I went to get scanned. Um, they said that one of mine looked looked really um, a lot smaller and a bit shriveled. But since I um, took Clomid, it's got bigger. Which is really mm. weird, um, but I, I hundred percent, I only ever really feel one ovary. Mm. I never feel the other one. It's like a bit more, but they think that's because I had an actual cyst on the ovary that got infected, and they think oh. that it was it, it potentially scarred it. So when it's if you if it happened when you were younger, mm. this isn't necessarily what happened mm. to you, but um, because it happened when I was younger, they think that the scarring restricted growth mm. um, yeah probably what happened to me as well i mean my fir- my first awareness of there being a problem when i was was when i was 19 because uh, mm. i went on the pill when i was 16 and everything yeah. was fine and then i came off it when i was 18 because you know don't be on it longer than you need to be yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i went a whole year without a period Mm. And I went back to That's the, the thing where birth control can mask your symptoms, mm. which is why it's so underdiagnosed. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially mm. for me being being so young. Yeah. That, you so don't know what a normal period is. I've at that no age, idea really. what a normal period is. I don't think I've ever had a normal yeah. period. No, I don't think any of us have. No, really. No, I know no. from your experience, yeah. no, I haven't. Um so I was nineteen and I went to the doctors and they said, I'll give it a bit longer. Give it a bit longer. Mm. And I kept going back and going back and eventually. At nineteen though, yeah. that's yeah. Not, like Sixteen, seventeen, even eighteen is kind of like uh, I can see why they're telling you a bit longer, but n- yeah. nineteen—that's yeah. If you're not, I don't mean to shame it. I'm not trying to. If you're not having periods at nineteen, like that, that's something, something you wrong. need to talk yeah. to a doctor. Absolutely. About. And yeah. finally, they did refer me to the hospital, and I got a scan. Yeah. Uh, and they said, "Oh, go back to your GP for the results." And I went back <sighs> to my GP. Who was an older bloke? Yeah, and he very bluntly said, "Well, you can't have kids." And that was it. That was all I was. I got left told. With. I got told. Um, yeah, I think it, it. Yeah, like I said, around sixteen, seventeen. I couldn't leave it too long. Mm. And I was like, "That's an awful thing to tell." Yeah. Like, <laughs> how can I not leave it too long? I understand. Again, I think we spoke about this before, but I understand why they tell teenagers this. But it's also such a damaging thing to tell teenagers like i just i don't know which because i understand people have a right to know about their health and how it might affect them but i just it just feels really that's such a big decision to put on a teenager like if you don't do it soon you're yeah it's a lot I think of it's even harsher to just say like you won't be able yeah. to at all yeah. like, that's just you, Especially yeah. when you ended up having like i said i was 19 uh, they didn't tell me it was polycystic ovaries at that point. They just said, oh, you're subfertile. You can't have kids. You'll have to have IVF. Oh, go, my God. Go, you take, go back on the pill and come back when you want to have a baby. And that was it. I was completely brushed yeah. off. That's the thing. They don't give a shit unless you want to get pregnant. They just don't care about the other symptoms, which is so frustrating. No, but, they, yeah, they did very similar for me. Like, I well, 
more recently, so I came off the pill because we were sort of think I wanted to sort of start getting rid of the hormones and stuff, and they kind of started complaining of, of symptoms again, and they said very similarly. Mm. Come back when you're actually wanting to conceive, because yeah. that's when we'll start like thinking about about helping you or doing something about it. That yep. was, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Uh, it's not always true. Okay. So <laughs> sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> the diagnostic criteria for PCOS is that you must have two out of the three main symptoms. So the three main symptoms are irregular periods, excess androgen, and polycystic ovaries. So if you only have polycystic ovaries, you don't have PCOS, but you could have just irregular periods and excess androgen, but not have cysts on your ovaries. So. I they've never seen cysts on my ovaries, but I've been diagnosed with PCOS because I have irregular periods and all the like symptoms that come along with excess androgen, which we'll go into later. But it's things like facial hair growth, mm-hmm. uh, hair growth on the rest of your body, uh, weight gain, acne, losing your hair. I luckily don't have that one. Have, it, have either of you had experience with that? I lose a lot of hair, but I don't. I have done, yeah, in the past, mm-hmm. and certainly after I had my daughter, you have, they would say your hair falls out when you have a baby. Oh, well, yeah, that's but true. But then um, I lost a lot of weight a few years ago, and I lost a lot of hair then. Oh, really? Yeah. That's in- You'd think it was... That's the thing, though, with PCOS, they tell you, if you lose weight, the symptoms will get better. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Not true. true. It no. can actually make them worse. Uh, so there's actually a current push to re-ma- rename the condition because PCOS just isn't an accurate name at all. So they want to rename it metabolic reproductive syndrome, which is a bit more of a mouthful, but yeah, I think so. makes a bit more sense. Yeah, probably does. <laughs> MRS. Yeah. That sounds like quite, I don't know why that sounds like quite A bit sexier than PCOS. Oh, do you think? <laughs> it sounds more like a disease. Like, well, I know oh, it, sounds, okay. but it sounds a bit more like... Sounds, I think I'm thinking of like the the infection. It sounds like MRSA. MRSA. Yeah, 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 that's true. You it sounds like get those confused. No. Yes. <laughs> Fact number two, which Alice has already ruined. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> if you have polycystic ovaries, there are always cysts on your ov- well, there are cysts on your ovaries, and this is false. So they're not technically even cysts. The little sort of blobs that you see, they're follicles, which follicles, are that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're underdeveloped sacs, which eggs are supposed to develop in. So if you have PCOS, these sacs can't release eggs, and that's why ovulation doesn't take place. Mm-hmm. So it's not even really that your ovaries have cysts. So it's just a complete misnomer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons I kind of, apart from talking to doctors <clears throat> while I'm being scanned, um, is because um, so I'm currently trying for a baby and. A lot of the time when I've been taking the the drugs that are trying to stimulate ovulation, um, those follicles are getting massive mm. instead of like sacs that have eggs in. So I'm then I'm at risk of, of infection and stuff. Yeah. So I've got to be monitored when I'm on those drugs because I can just get these huge sort of massive empty follicles that, that aren't the right follicles. Yeah. Um, well, also you can have them like burst Burst. i believe and that's i think because i've been that happened to you i think i had not officially but i think so because i've had some really severe pain which i don't know Mm. if it's related to because i i have probably pcos and another condition but i'm not officially diagnosed but my periods are fucked um (laughs) (laughs) and i get i get sort of chronic pelvic pain which is similar to sort of endometriosis Mm. or adenomyosis or something like that but also sometimes this really sort of acute, very sharp pain, yep. which when I, f- I went to A&E, I think a couple of times I've been to A&E because I'm like, I'm dying. This yeah. is awful. 
And they always at first they're like it's appendicitis. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say I've that's what, what they I always tell it you it's appendicitis. Yeah. Well, I yeah. and I understand why appendicitis is life threatening and yeah, assist bursting isn't, but I think it was assist because the first time it happened actually was before even I started going to the doctor for my periods. It was so I was at uni the first time, um, and I was in Portugal on a like trip or whatever, and I was like. I had a really sharp stabbing pain mm. and I got rushed to this Portuguese hospital and no one spoke English and they were telling me, you're going to be here for six weeks, we're going to take your appendix out. And I was like, ah, ah, my mom and dad aren't here. Because <laughs> um, I think I was only 18 or 19 and I was terrified. And then they did all the ultrasounds and everything and then my appendix was fine and the pain started wearing off and I was there overnight and then they just sent me home and never told me what was mm, wrong. Yeah. And I think it, like, still to this day, I don't they don't know what was wrong, but I presume, I think it must have been a cyst burst. Because yeah. it's in, it's on, like, so it's, when a cyst burst, it's all be pain on one side or the other. And if it happens to be on the same side as your appendix, yeah. like... Mm, they're going to think it's appendicitis. They're think it's appendicitis. It happened to me and I thought it was appendicitis. Oh, have you had one yeah. burst? What, yeah. what did you do? Did you go to... Is it just me that went to hospital? <laughs> um, my, well, I'm quite lucky because my dad's a doctor. Oh, okay. um, so we basically, he was like monitoring it. Yeah. He, I think he was, we were pretty much about to go, but yeah. then some of like the telltale signs of, of appendicitis, so like you can press onto your um, stomach um, and then it doesn't hurt when you press down when it's appendicitis, but it's when you let go that it hurts apparently or something like that. And mm. he was like monitoring a couple of different things. And then, yeah, it started sort of waning, which obviously it wouldn't if it's appendicitis, yeah. but... Yeah, it was really sharp and really horrible. Mm. And you do mm. genuinely feel like something oh, horribly yeah. wrong with you. Yeah, have you um, had one first? I've April. had it, yeah. 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 It, I, don't, I don't even... Describing pain is so difficult. And that mm. pain in particular is very difficult to mm. describe. I don't know. Very uncomfortable. Just stabbing? Stabbing. Yeah. Like a it hot knife very, going into yeah. you. It's awful. Yeah. 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 And um, it's so internal that it kind of... It feels like you kind of can't control it, which, mm. is, which mm. is horrible. And it also makes you feel so helpless. Because as well, when you go... like. Like, a lot of the times they can't necessarily see that something's happened, especially because mm. I haven't, no one has ever seen cysts on my ovaries. So I'm just presuming that sometimes I have cysts and sometimes, well, not cysts, we know they're not cysts, but we're calling them cysts. <laughs> I just presume that sometimes they're there and sometimes they go down or something because... Well, I think they probably do with the hormone yeah. cycle. They probably do change and yeah. you do get different pain at different points. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'm not even sure if it was that, but it's... Uh, I don't know. And doctors don't know either, yeah. so how am I supposed to? <laughs> I was just thinking about what you said about them thinking it's appendicitis. Something I know they say to medical students a lot is, if you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Mm. They want them to go for the most obvious thing yes, first, and that's yeah. not always the right thing to do. No, no. I mean, I totally understand why they do that. Like... I, I understand why they just will automatically go to appendicitis, especially because if your appendix bursts, like it is yeah. a lot worse than a cyst burst. Like, yeah. But it's not fun for us. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right, factor number three, or is it a fact? One in ten women have PCOS. True or false? I think that sounds true. It does sound true, yeah. I think there will be people who haven't discovered it yet necessarily, yeah. but I think that... Like especially because, like you've said, there might be no particular trace of, of cysts on the mm. ovaries or follicles, but you might have irregular periods that are masked by the pill. Or yeah, 
I think it's a lot more common than people realise. Yeah. And it's heavily underdiagnosed. Yeah. I'd almost be, I almost go as far as to say it'd be like one in eight maybe or something. According to the NHS website, it's one in five. Oh, one in wow. five I'm women are thought these to have P- yeah, yeah, you are, Alice. You're doing so good. One in five are thought to have PCOS. However, more than half of these women don't have symptoms. Mm. It's the most common cause for female infertility. Wow. One, so it's one in five women, one in ten of the general population. Mm. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. So yeah. One in five. That's, one in yeah. five. But, uh, and yet they still don't know enough about it. How is that possible? <laughs> it's really frustrating when you go on the NHS website and it's that kind of, there is no cure. And you're yeah. like, for God's sake. But, well, you know. can you make one, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always just like loose. It's just diet, isn't it? Yeah, that's the advice I always give. But that, that's the, the advice they give for everything. Yeah, My mother-in-law is. had cancer and they said lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well, especially for chronic illness. Like because So because I have um, chronic pelvic pain, I spend a lot of time on chronic pain forums just trying to get help <laughs> or just reading other people's experience because mm. it's so much like it's a comfort to know that there's other people who are in pain all the time, which shouldn't be a comfort. But. No, it's sort of like you can, I think shared experiences are really important. Yeah, though. Like absolutely. I was at a yeah. coffee shop the other day and completely I don't even know how the topic came up, but completely out of the blue, um, the woman who owned the coffee shop um, was talking to me um about um, her sort of um, IVF journey. She didn't actually have places to go through, but mm. she'd really struggled. And then we met another woman and we all sort of just sat and and talked for like nearly an hour about our struggles yeah. with it and all of the symptoms and the, the difficulties. And even though I didn't want either of those women to be struggling, it, it, it felt not, nice yeah. to, to, have, to have a level of sort of understanding that yeah. even though obviously friends can be sympathetic. They don't... You can't understand. Yeah, fully get it. You're like, no, no, these people actually understand what what I've been going through and my sort of the same yeah. things that have been happening to my body's happened to But me. even experiences between PCOS are so different. Like yeah. I know, Alice, that you've had a struggle with fertility, which isn't mm. something that I'm struggling with because I'm not trying at the moment. Or mm. like so our experiences with the illness mm. are so vastly different. Because yeah. like a lot of mine are more like to do with, I don't know, my bleeding or my facial hair or stuff like yeah. that. Was like preach with the facial hair. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get on to <laughs> yeah, the facial yeah, hair we'll thing. Don't worry. In terms of, are we going to talk about diet a little bit later? Yeah. Okay, I'll leave. It's yeah. Fact number five. Oh, okay. <laughs> fact <laughs> number four: <laughs> PCOS only affects the ovaries. True or false? No, that's false. Yeah, that's false. <laughs> that's <laughs> so false. <laughs> it's an endro- endocrine and metabolic disorder, mm-hmm. according to the NHS mm-hmm. website. So unmanaged PCOS can lead to obesity, mm-hmm. type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, sleep apnea, hadn't heard that before, fatty liver disease and depression. Yeah. And fact number five, I think we'll do now, a little related. A keto diet will always help with PCOS. I, I feel like I... Have you tried a keto diet? Yeah. Do you know it's so, so it's a high protein one, isn't it? It's high protein, yeah. low carbs. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to get back into it now. I, I mean, I do feel like personally for me, diet does help. It's so hard to because you've got to be almost. I find so restrictive, and there's so many mm. new things that come out. So at the moment, I'm I'm not doing a full keto diet, but I'm really trying to limit any intake of flour white carbohydrates um like only 
no potatoes, yeah. which is a bit, it's really difficult when you, you feel sometimes like a bit restricted. So like, you know, my friends will say, um, oh, we're going to go get the new vegan KFC burger. And you don't want to be that person who's yeah. like, well, I can't eat the bread bap or the yeah. chicken coat, well, fake oh. chicken coating. Or actually, I'm not really meant to eat the soy for the yeah. chicken burger or the chips. So it becomes like, quite difficult to find. Yeah. But when everyone else is going somewhere, it's like, I yeah. can eat literally the lettuce. Yeah. The reason I included that fact is because I think keto diet is so pushed online for mm. women with PCOS. Oh, massively. Like, and it's quite hard ev- to follow. It's very hard to follow. And there's no evidence that keto will help. No. The reason it's so popular is because of the link between PCOS and insulin resistance. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people with PCOS develop an insulin resistance. And limiting carbs and sugar can really keep your insulin resi- like insulin resistance in balance. Because um, this really interests me, this whole topic, because I feel like diet really affects me. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like, this, I went to see the Spice Girls with um, one of my best friends. <laughs> Can't wait to see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, um, like, quite a few sort of sugary drinks. Like, mm. these weren't alcohol, by the way. This is not why this happened. Um, but I... Um, then when the Spice Girls were like came on, there was a song I really liked, and then I suddenly felt really dizzy. And mm. I just, I was just down. I mean, like I properly passed out. Really, really like what I thought I was flying because the people in the crowd were kind of holding me up, and I like, was in that state, that day state yeah. where I thought that oh, what's going on? But um, I get really, really um, kind of dizzy if I don't manage my diet properly i'm not really? disclosure i'm not i've been tested for diabetes is yeah. it because of the insulin, it's the insulin stuff thing. Yeah. It's, and because you are insulin resistant um the way you can like if you have like say like loads of sugar and stuff just like a diabetic person might mm. get like um like kind of crash I, they that's what they think happens to me yeah um so i will just pass out or yeah. i can get really shaky and stuff yeah. like that like but you know, if I don't, like, I'm not, um, look at the moment, I'm not slim. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, like, not obese, but I'm, I'm like, not not underweight. And, um, like, I, if I don't eat all sort of three meals, or even sometimes that's, like, I get really, really faint. And, like, it's difficult because I kind of feel like a, sometimes people could, like, judge. Like, if I'll be like, I really need to eat, I think people look at me and yeah. be like, <laughs> do you mean but, but yeah. it's really hard because I, I as much as I try and diet I yeah I, I really does affect me when it I don't really, eat yeah. and that's so crazy though because that's how much PCOS affects your life it's not yeah. just about facial hair it's not just about infertility it's a whole way yeah. it affects your psychology yeah. like absolutely and I feel like I, I mean I don't know about you guys in terms of the psychology aspect but I feel like my ups and downs like really yeah wild <laughs> mm. like i can get you know it's i do think it's interesting that the list depression is one of the um Sim- yeah. symptoms yeah. The because it you you know comorbid. i wonder like it's interesting isn't it like if it's correlation or causation kind mm. of thing like is it mm. the, all the, the other factors like the, the hair and the weight that that make you feel depressed or does yeah, is it the hormone so high standards post and you have no facial hair you have to be thin because yeah. yeah well i think we should go into some of the symptoms now so i've got a list of symptoms for fact number six so okay. facial hair yep. back hair acne male pattern baldness weight gain darkening of skin yeah oh is it we meant to say if they're true or not 
I mean, they're all true. We yeah, can. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we need to talk about facial hair. This yeah, is what I've this been is wanting what to get on to. Let's talk about the beards. most embarrassing thing yeah. ever. It's yeah. awful. You can think you've got it all, and then you'll catch a glimpse of yourself in a mirror, and there's like massive ones. Well, like, fuck, did I manage to miss those? Mm. And it's just so embarrassing, and you're so self conscious about it. Mm, mm-hmm. I started literally talking. This is like really off off base almost, but me and Tom, uh, who's the editor, producer, producer Tom, producer Tom, <laughs> I producer Tom. So Tom and I have been in the same classes when we were in primary school, all the way through, weren't we? And we used to have a deputy head teacher called what was he called, Mister Mister Carlson. Mr. Carlson, yes, okay, and he he used to um, stroke his chin while he was speaking because he had a beard, and I feel like I've picked up that habit, and I don't know if it's because I watched him every assembly mm. <laughs> during primary school just stroking his chin, but I've become obsessed with feeling where my hairs are. Yeah, like I do too. Yeah, really, I do. really obsessed. I have one specific patch where it grows, and I tug on that I pull on them mm-hmm. like if I've let so at the moment I, I haven't shaved so you might be able to see them My, mine isn't that bad you might not be able to I see it see in the light it's yeah. I swear it's, it's it's quite bad but <laughs> you can't see it right now but I remember like um when I was 18 or so having one really long neck yeah. hair that was like but it was completely white and I remember being like oh that's a fun little Oh, I don't mind that. I remember that. trying to grow it. Yeah, and I yeah. was trying to grow it because I was like, oh, that's fun. That's a unique little thing. And then it got darker and then it got friends. And then I was like, oh, no, this isn't fun anymore. This mm. is awful. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah. we need to get a picture of... Um, I feel like I'm going to try and grow mine a little bit just to show on like our social media. Yeah. Just how dense it's a brave and thick thing it can to do. Be. Very brave. I'm Very definitely direct. working myself do that. up for it. And um, but yeah. do you know? I I feel like as well. I get with the hair growth. It's mine's predominantly for reference. I feel like I get it right on my chin, and I get some on my neck. Mm. Yes. Yeah, um. And yeah. When I share because I, I mean I like I started off plucking. And actually, I felt like my pores were literally being destroyed. There's, so, there's too plucking. many. To there's pluck. too many. To it's like it's a man me. trying to pluck a, a moustache yeah. or something. I, honestly, I had to get up so early <laughs> to get ready because I was like, oh my gosh, I want to have to pluck my whole face. And it was every day, honestly, it grew that fast. So I started shaving, but I feel like then, you know, as women, we never like to walk, to shave properly. And yeah. then uh, my husband literally had to almost say like, no, no, don't you ragging your skin up too much because it sets off my acne acne there because I always get a hormone acne kind of there anyway um which I like kind of cover with makeup yes yeah, and then it all sort of blends in together doesn't it a little yeah. bit when you're shaving it it can irritate yeah. that area so it's yeah. quite it's hard it's genuinely really hard to manage um and I can get almost like quite sore there because if I'm shaving over <laughs> well as well but, so I I have acne in the same yeah I have acne and hair in exactly the same place as you yeah so I usually always put makeup over yeah. it um but the then, five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, but then I also have a habit of touching it constantly, yeah. and then oh, all the I'm makeup obsessed. comes off, and it's just like it gets. Oh, it looks. Yeah. It gets so gross. But I've got producer Tom to shave my mustache before with his uh, electric shaver because I don't know how to use a man's That's electric scary. shaver. I feel like I'm gonna get my hairs like caught in them. Yeah. I still put my mustache, but I kind of like almost just do like the. But whiskers. The whiskers, like the yeah. side bits. I don't do the top bit. How no. do you deal with your hair? Like, I've got one you... of those little 
electric beauty trimmers and oh. I, I, find, I use that I do use it do you recommend every day. I would yeah because like, it's easier to manage than a full size razor yeah and it's a bit more portable I have you tried... tried that laser one you got Alice because yeah. I know you got a laser so, do you want to explain what that is because I don't actually I got know. an IPL laser which was quite expensive um, thank you to my mum for <laughs> helping with that because um, I yeah it was, it was really distracting me so I, I got it for like my birthday and Christmas um and it's reduced I think it's reduced like the thickness mm-hmm. slightly actually okay. which is really weird um it's, I mean, is it something you have to keep using yeah I do okay. it weekly um it's sort of like a it flashes it kind of like almost feels like you're it doesn't I tried it on my legs and it didn't hurt at all and it weirdly it doesn't hurt on my face but it's like you kind of feel like a little zap it's really mm. odd um basically it's like a laser you, you press on your face and it's meant to sort of destroy the follicles so your hair doesn't grow as rapidly um, but it's a long process and you kind yeah. of have to keep on top of it. So do you shave in the meantime? Or? You've got to, to, to make it work, you have to shave your face and then do the laser. Okay. Um, and then I let it kind of, and then I'll carry on shaving it as normal yeah, in the meantime. Yeah. Um, but like recently, for example, I've had some interviews, so I've like plucked because I just yeah. feel more like it's not going to come out or be as noticeable as much. So now I've got to wait to get back into the cycle. But I will say having now gone back into plucking that I've noticed that there are less hairs than there were. Mm. The problem with the IPL laser is that um, it can be, it's not, obviously it's not purposefully exclusionary, but um, um, for women of colour, it's a lot more difficult. Oh. So apparently if your skin tone is like really, really dark, mm. it doesn't work. I wonder why that is. I know, I don't know. It doesn't explain it on the packet, um, but it, it just says like it, it won't necessarily work. And it also says if your hair is... Um, light coloured I knew that it didn't work on like see because you can't do it on downy hair I knew it had to be quite thick hair for it to work but that's interesting it's like on the two ends of the spectrum basically Mm. it wouldn't work but I wonder why the dark skin has anything to do that's a very that's very I'll I'll like put um, if you follow our Instagram page or our Facebook page. Yes, Alice is in charge of social media. Yeah, She's amazing at it. <laughs> um, it's just period drama underscore podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, then we'll put a picture on the stories of like the um, disclaimers on that IPL packet. Um, yeah. So you can have a look for yourself. So, yeah. Does yeah. anyone else get hair in weird places? Like, I... I don't even know if I want to say this on the podcast. <laughs> I get quite bad nipple hair. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, get that, like yeah. low, like, yeah. and then ooh, I, like, I don't want to pluck that. <laughs> then I end up shaving, and then ooh. oh, shaving near your nipples, shaving your nipples, dicing <laughs> with death. Oh my gosh! How do you risky. deal with that? Again, it's yeah, I, I pluck, pluck I pluck because yeah. I think it's a, it, I've got a bit more control. Yeah, mate, oh, but it I does hurt. One. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It, I um. Went through a phase of only doing it when I was drunk. Plucking my nipple hair when I was drunk because it doesn't hurt. Okay. <laughs> Very bad idea. Do not recommend. You don't want to pinch the wrong places. I've got oh, yeah. one nipple hair that comes through. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, but, like, I, and we have discussed this before, Kat, that I have <laughs> I have a weird thing where if my polycystic ovaries have got really bad or I haven't um, been following, like, a sort of stricter diet, so if I've had some white bread um, or I've had too much soy, I tend to find my symptoms flare up quite a lot. My hair growth gets worse. Yeah, genuinely. My diet, this is what I was saying, like diet really affects me. That's amazing. It's it's like, it takes kind of like a few days, definitely. And it's more if I've been kind of consistently, so if I've eaten sort of 
Um, if you've gone off and eaten fresh if I've for eaten, a few say, days. Like, if I'd eaten dairy over two days, then I will find symptoms. So I've currently gone vegan, um, p- partially in a, an attempt to like you know environmental reasons but also partially because I've, I've you know looked into it and it's meant to you know help mm. your symptoms yeah it kind of has been but actually being, so i i have tried and i'm very bad at being vegan but trying to go vegan and limiting your carb intake and it's all your sugar cool. intake yeah. that's a very restrictive diet to yeah. live on um, and like it's it's hard it is hard i've been like bulking up not bulking up my physical stuff like i've been like doing massive plates of vegetables and stuff yes. so I feel like I'm eating a lot I've actually kind of been enjoying that I think because I feel a lot better mm. now um but I don't think everyone necessarily reacts as badly to dairy as I do but yeah. I went back to it the other day um and I I mean honestly it made me feel ill so I think I'm partially I'm potentially lactose intolerant as yeah. well but if you come off I've read if you come off dairy for a significant amount yeah. of time, everyone will become lactose intolerant yeah, really. when they go back onto it. Yeah. You're not re- we're not really yeah. supposed to do dairy. Yeah. yeah, we're not really designed it's to. Natural, so it's, it? if you stop drinking it for a long time, your body just forgets how to digest mm. it or something. So then when you go back onto it, your body's like, oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah, but at the same point, soy milk really fucks with me. Um, Is it with soy? Because I think it messes with your hormones as much as I've... I've what, it's what I've read. See, I don't know if that, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a big fan of soy, to be honest. I, I think there's too much that doesn't agree with me about yeah. soy. I've, yeah, I so wouldn't I don't necessarily like soy milk yeah. at all. I've seen people say about how much estrogen soy has in it, and that, like, well, that's where the soy boy meme came from, didn't it? That men are going to drink soy and become women. Like, I never saw that. Uh, it's well, it basically like, like it's scare, the kind of thing where like yeah because <laughs> soy has so much estrogen in it yeah. people say that you're gonna get more feminine traits and maybe it's because i'm like well that's clearly bullshit but anyone who's like well soy affects me hormonally i'm like mm, does it though yeah. <laughs> so i have really really low estrogen levels so i think oh. there's too much estrogen in the soy for my body to handle it yeah. maybe oh so. genuinely i it really does it i can Honestly, I sorry, that wasn't me not oh, no, believing no, you no, at all. No, I think it's really interesting because again, like you said, people have such different symptoms. Like soy mm. doesn't almost like fit the solid sort forms, like say like tofu and stuff that's got soy in. That doesn't really affect me very much. Yeah. It's more like the milk. But I also think it's to do with like sugar content. Oh, possibly um, yeah. potentially, and because yeah. obviously that's not great. So if you have like unsweetened soy, maybe it'd be less bad. But um, all I know is that if I've been eating. Things that I know kind of make my PCOS symptoms flare up, um, such as dairy or um, soy milk, then I can get a really weird downy fluff on my bum. <laughs> like almost... Like a little cat. Like Vel, honestly, it's really <laughs> odd. Um, but I've seen this happen to a couple of people before when they've been pregnant um, on their like, tummy. They get like really downy oh, really? Yeah, layer of fur. But I get it on my bum. <laughs> Uh, that's something that happens like if you're in quite so if you have quite a severe eating disorder you can grow a lot of downy hair which is i I wonder if it's linked to sort of metabolism or insulin or something that's the thing though like if anyone knows please please get in contact because i really hate it (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah i also do what you did with the nipple hairs i get drunk and get my husband to wax me (laughs) there's nothing that wakes you up quite like having wax strips pulled off of your ass okay (laughs) 
Um, I have a story that's completely unrelated to PCOS, but I think is really funny. I have a friend who, he, he's a guy, he's a gay guy who likes to wax his chest. Mm. Um, and his mum is a waxing, well, she does waxing for a living, I don't know. And the only place he grows hair is around his nipples. So before he goes out, <laughs> he gets his mum to wax his nipples for him, <laughs> which is just such a bizarre situation to be in, especially when you're like, I just can't imagine standing in your kitchen, getting your mum to wax your nipples. I feel like I trust my mum above, oh, sorry. I just feel like I trust my mum above anybody else to wax me <laughs> oh, maybe it's just me it just, I don't know though I I've got quite a close yeah. relationship with my mum I really wouldn't but I feel like because I don't think men have got the grasp of doing the quick upwards rip of the yeah. strip as much just because they haven't been indoctrinated by like beat adverts yeah. <laughs> but yeah so and the facial hair the back hair the acne whatever that's all due to mm. high levels of androgens To touch on what you've said about infertility, mm. I was 19 when I was told I could never have kids. Yeah. I was 23 when I found out I was 22 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And I didn't... I had no idea. Because Can I, I just, don't get periods. Yeah. How, how did you find out? What made you suspect? My breasts started leaking milk. Oh, my God. Like, oh, that's, that's a big sign. This is not normal. This is, this is not normal. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so I went and I did a pregnancy test and I thought, oh, the test was so positive that the po- the positive sign came up before the test oh completed. Oh, my God. Line. Were you thrilled or you... I was shell-shocked. Yeah, was you like, must oh have Oh, my God. It was like, yeah. I mean, I'd always wanted children. The fact yes. that I'd been told I couldn't have children at such a young age, devastated me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can It always been part of my plan to, when I got married and we were stable. Because my relationship was reasonably new. Yeah. At the time I found out I was pregnant, I was lucky really that my husband didn't run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stuck with, we had our daughter and I've always called her my millennium miracle because she was born January Aww. 2000. So, uh, but to this day, the the doctors and the gynecologists, they can't say how I managed to get pregnant. Yeah. I do, because I've seen some people online. Well, so we're going to do a segment later with a few questions from like Yahoo questions and stuff like that about Love PCOS, it. which is yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've seen a lot of people online say like, kind of inferring that if you're diagnosed with PCOS, you don't need to use birth control. And it's like, oh, no, don't don't tell teenagers that. Don't go down that route. Because there can be... It becomes more unlikely, but there's always space for an accident. Like, you still need to use birth control. And I also think, like, and I've been told this, I started finding it patronising, to be honest at first, but people always say, when you stop wanting one... Then you'll have one, oh, and I'm like, oh, okay, God. yeah. Let me just off. turn Fuck all the off. way off. <laughs> let me just, you know, suddenly decide that my kind of whole vision of my life will be different. But you know, I think there's something to be said about that if you're not like obsessing over it, if you're not, if you're kind of calm about it, or you're not thinking about it at that specific moment in time, maybe. I think stress can have an impact on your hormones. Stress, and stress absolutely yeah. can. And yeah. so I think because sometimes I stress about it, then I'm like, oh, no. I'm but then I stress about <laughs> oh, no, being no, stressed. Oh, my gosh, I'm stressed <laughs> about being stressed. It's not going to happen. So I kind of like like the fact that it was that sort of just 
it, for you, it, it was honestly, like, it, whoa. It, it's like, oh, okay. And then I thought, okay, pregnant, go and see the doctor, um, find out. Doctor laid me on, on the couch, as you do, and he started pressing around to guess the to work out how pregnant I was and he said yeah you're 22 weeks pregnant wow. it's a good job I was lying down otherwise I would have fallen down how mm. so how long then did you have to prepare well I'd missed the, the dating scan I'd missed the anomaly scan uh the midwife told me off for not registering sooner I said I've only just found out 22 <laughs> weeks how many months five, that five months five, five months. months pregnant so you oh had like so I found four months to get September, ready and she was born January 17th Christ did you not feel like you were showing like, no, because I was just, I was bigger then than I am now anyway. Yeah. So it was like, mm-hmm. I was just big. I thought I was just, you know. So I was like getting made donuts. to feel like if I'm above a certain BMI, then there is absolutely no way that I'll have a baby. That's genuinely how they kind of frame it to you. Yeah, I know, and, <sighs> well, and that's unfair and very misleading because yeah. honestly, I don't know what my BMI was when I got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, they weighed me when they found out I was pregnant. I think I was 76 kilos, but it's 20 years ago, so can't remember yeah. uh and then they said you shouldn't be pregnant how have you managed this i'm like i don't know it's just happened, <laughs> happened yeah. yeah and then she, she was born that's amazing uh, and i really really struggled with breastfeeding really really struggled mm. but that's a whole separate yeah issue. <laughs> but i don't know if that's related to pcos yeah that i didn't produce enough milk well, was it yeah or, or it was that i just didn't know enough about breastfeeding and how exhausting it was and yeah i wasn't eating or drinking enough because I was looking after a baby yeah. and nobody looked after me. But that's and you didn't different. have that long to prepare, I no, have to say. No. So I got, I got, they fitted me in for one scan uh, and it was lovely. That, was a sh- that must have been a shock. It was, but... it was, a, tr- it was a shock, but it was amazing. Lovely, and, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I love her to bits. She's 20 yeah, now yeah. and, and it's, it's all wonderful. But I was never able to get pregnant again. Yeah, and they don't. Have you know. tried since? Is that well? We we talked about it, and then the end at the end of the day, we decided no, we're gonna we've, we've got one. Yeah, we'll just enjoy this. I don't want to become obsessed with having another yes. one yeah. and not enjoy the child I've got. Yeah, of course. It's interesting because then as well, like I didn't realise that um, the ovulation strips don't really work as well for people with PCOS, oh, really? especially no. if you're on like different hormone drugs and stuff, like, yeah. depending there's loads of different ones. So that's not, not very accurate either. So you're not ever really sure when you are ovulating or if you're not. Yeah. You've got to kind of trust your body, which, um, which after having a, hate, yeah. a hateful relationship <laughs> with your ovaries, it's like for that yeah. long, you're kind of like, how am I meant to trust you, you bastards? Yeah. Like, and, and everything we're taught as we wouldn't talk not to trust our bodies, not yeah. to listen to our bodies, yeah. to do things in this regulated fashion, mm. not listening to our bodies about what nutrition we need. Yeah. And and when you're tired, it's like, no, you've got to keep going, do this. No, it's better for you. Just keep yeah. on, push on, push through the tiredness. And it's like, yeah. We've lost the ability really to communicate to with to our, our own bodies. bodies yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get back into. Yeah. Not just through the intuitive eating, because that's... Just a, in general. Yeah. Just in general, in terms yeah. of... Because I have depression and anxiety as well. Mm. And I know I can't lose weight when I'm depressed and anxious. I think it would be difficult for anyone. (laughs) So it's like when I I was in a good place generally with with my life when I lost the weight uh, and people say, oh, you must be so happy you've lost the weight. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy I lost weight. I lost weight because because I'm happy. And getting back into that. Yeah. It, it's hard, and, yeah. and I mean, there's other things as well, like grief. Just yeah. wow, <laughs> yes, yeah. 
stress makes me crave sugar. If I have a stressy day at work, yeah. all I want is yeah. sugar. Mm. And you want that. I think it's other things too, isn't it? Like that I don't. If I've had a bad day, I don't want to come back and be cooking something like chopping all of those yeah. vegetables and it's the yeah. effort. You want comfort food, yeah. especially yeah. at this time of the year when it's cold, cold and dark yeah. and miserable. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, apart from my daughter's birthday, January is horrible. Yeah. I hate January. <laughs> January is a miserable month. And it lasted about five years this year. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a long month. I felt like very much in awe of people who, I mean, I've tried to cut down my alcohol intake anyway because of the facility stuff, but... People doing dry January this month. No, that's not happening. Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Veganuary was like pretty tough. Yeah, my, my sister's done Veganuary a few times and she's yeah. found that she's a crap vegan, but she's a great vegetarian. Yeah, I think Tom, producer Tom and I are trying to go vegetarian now. Where we tried to just go straight in with vegan, and that was a big step. I've been like a vegetarian for three ish years plus, mm. and the step from vegetarian to vegan was way harder for me yeah I than from from meat eater to vegetarian oh, and i actually yeah. think i'm more healthy as a vegetarian because i like i think like things like eggs which are obviously like quite good protein and not like bad for you like i always feel like i need like a main thing with with my vegetables do you know what i mean yeah i do um, i do now i yeah. kind of have a lot of like i'll, I'll sort of think oh okay we'll have like a Linda McCartney sausage or whatever, but then it's like that kind of soy back in again or mm. something that's more processed. It's quite hard not to eat processed foods when you're vegan. Yeah. Like, unless you're doing you like have that to eat processed raw, foods when you're yeah. vegan. Well, raw vegan like, is, raw I'm vegan not, let's things. not get started on raw vegan, <laughs> the most ridiculous diet on the planet. And if yeah. you're listening and you're raw vegan, you're raw, like, <laughs> it's not a healthy way to eat. No. It's not. No, I think anyway. we well, see that there's people who lose a lot of weight, don't they? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good trying to eat loads of vegetables and stuff. Um, but like I, I couldn't. Yeah, completely raw things. It's, yeah. it's no, I couldn't do. It's a not raw really food. varied yeah. enough either. It's, it's. But I mean, I'm finding this quite hard. Yeah, but I do definitely feel better without dairy. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've I've been vegetarian before now. When I always go to anemic. Yes, so that's my that's problem very, as very well because I'm very um, uh, anemic. Yeah. We've actually we talked on a taxi ride over. Both of us have had to have iron infusions. Oh, really? Periods. Yeah. And I've never met anyone else who has had to have one, which is it, really nice. It, it makes you feel really weird, doesn't it? It's very strange feeling. Yeah, I, like, I, I really, felt really spaced out. Spaced out, yeah. yeah. Really spaced out. And almost hot. Like, I don't know if it's because you finally have normal function again, but I felt, like, just high and spaced mm. out and, like... I don't know if you had anything like that or... Yeah, I mean, when I had mine, I'd been bleeding for six months solid. Yeah. And I, I was just so... Exhausted, exhausted Knackered, yeah. and anemic. I could barely stand up. Yeah, same. Uh, so I had it, and I basically went to bed for two days. Yeah, uh, and to get myself back to normal. Yeah, but I'd been so ill. Yeah, because of the constant bleeding, it was yeah, just a same. nightmare. I ended up off work with uh, depression and anxiety for three months. Yeah, and when I went back to work, the first day I went back, I only lasted twenty minutes. Yeah, it was just such an awful experience. It was. Yeah, and then I ended up very quickly changing jobs and I worked from home for three years because my anxiety had got so bad. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't realise that I was a knee... Because I'd been... I At that point, I'd been bleeding for um, a long time. And I didn't realise that it was anemia because I thought it was anxiety because things mm. like shortness of breath is... Yeah. A re for me, that's what happens when I get anxious. I just cannot Can't breathe. breathe. Yeah. So I thought... Because I... 
I'd moved to York in September and had the iron infusion in December. And all that time I was really anemic. And I thought it was just the stress of doing a master's degree that I was just anxious all the time where you're exhausted, you can't stand, you get dizzy. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was just I was constantly about to have a panic attack. Yep. Yeah. And then had to like... And then it went away and I was like, oh, okay, I, I think I'm okay now. I didn't realise I was just really, really anemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And that, because I was, yeah, it was bad, really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. Not it a was fun a horrible experience. time. No. Yeah. And then afterwards, the nurses kind of were like, oh, you must feel so amazing afterwards. You must feel like you've got superpowers. And I was like, no, I just feel like... <laughs> Because they think you must have been so bad before when you return to normal, you must feel amazing. Like, I didn't feel amazing when I returned no, to normal. No, like, I just felt normal again. And yeah, took, I just felt... It, it, oh, because of everything else, it, it took a long, long time for me to yeah. feel normal again. I don't think I felt normal again for about nine months to a year after the yeah. whole incident, which for me ended up with surgery to remove fibroids. Yeah. Is it fibroids that caused your heavy bleeding? Yeah, because how did they find them? Well, I'd been because I'd been on the mini pill because of the um, polycystic ovaries just to keep my levels mm-hmm. steady. Uh, I hadn't had a period, but they always warn you to expect some breakthrough bleeding. Yes, yeah. so it started, and I thought, okay, just have a, a normal period. And two weeks on, it was still going. So I went to the GP and said, I'll oh, just give it a bit longer. And three weeks later, it was getting heavier and it was still going. Mm. Uh, so they gave me some medication to try and reduce the bleeding, which made absolutely no difference. Was that transanamic acid? Transanamic yeah. acid, yeah. yeah. Does nothing. Does fuck absolutely all. nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people, it probably works wonders, but fuck all. No, it did absolutely nothing. And it just kept going and going and going. And um, it was too heavy to use tampons because mm-hmm. it was just breaking through all the time. Yeah. So everywhere I, go, everywhere I was going... I had like three sanitary towels on, yeah. two spare ones in my bra, yeah. <laughs> one in my pocket. Yeah. And it's just every, I couldn't go anywhere or do anything without thinking, Same. how many do I need? Yeah. What do I need? And it's, it's, if I was. It's hell. It was just awful. If yeah. I was in a meeting for more than an hour, yeah. I didn't stand up because yeah. I'd have to wait till everybody else left the room because I was so scared of having leaked through what I was yeah. wearing. When I'm on my period, I do like a weird little shuffle off. Yeah, I like, I like scoot myself <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah, I like scoot myself forward so I feel like I am mopping, <laughs> mopping anything that might potentially be there. With me, it's like I'd sit down for like a few minutes yeah. and I'd feel the flood come. Oh my god, I hate because when I had this really heavy bleeding, as I said, I just started. Well, my bleeding at that point was particularly bad when I started my degree, my master's degree in New York, and I was sat like in lectures and each lecture would be an hour and I would have to before the lecture started just before it started I'd put on like you know a huge nighttime pad throughout if you just sit for an hour and then stand up you're just fucked because you're gonna be flooded like it's gonna come up the back of your ass crack and go everywhere absolutely so I would always like every five minutes in lecture or something, just raise myself slightly off my seat so the flooding happened slowly. But then you're just sitting in a warm diaper of blood yeah, yeah. for the whole lecture. And you feel like everybody can smell the blood. Yeah. You're so embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, so that went on and then uh, I went back and I said, look, nothing's helping. Mm. Uh, and they gave me another type of tablet. just don't believe you. But... So I was Maybe. on transexamic acid and another type of Same. something. I yeah. can't remember what that one was called. 
Do we try maybe for Vera? That's what they did with me next. I can't yeah. remember what it was called, what, but I was you bleed or stop no, just stop bleeding. bleeding, and nothing yeah. made any difference. Someone for yeah. Vera to make me bleed. So it's, it's really like, weird. I'd mm. get in the bath, and within five minutes, the bath would be pink. Yeah, yeah. And like you'd stand up to get out of the bath, and it would just literally gush down your legs. It yeah, was just horrible. Yeah. And eventually, after about six months of this, um, they sent me for a scan, mm. and they couldn't get the probe in because I was bleeding too heavily oh my god yeah. uh, and eventually they referred me to the gynecologist yeah uh, and he said oh yeah there's a massive fibroid there right on the lining of your uterus mm. and your uterus is trying to get rid of it by bleeding to flush yeah, it out and it's and... just not working did you get really bad cramps during oh, that god, time yeah, yeah I because I imagine because Basically, period cramps are like your uterus contracting mm. to try and push the blood out. And if it can't get it out, it just, yeah. keep just contracting, keeps contracting, which is what causes my like chronic pelvic pain because yeah. it can't get the stuff out. Yeah, And the pain was just incredible. Yeah, uh, So awful. eventually, I was off work by this point because I couldn't do anything. I had no concentration. Mm. Um, I'd go in the bath and try and read a book and I'd fall asleep. Yeah. And I was, it was at the I point... I couldn't stop... I'd fall asleep in public places. Yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> on the bus more than once. And I'd... Because I was working part-time. And just before I went off work, I'd be getting up in the morning. I'd be thinking, sitting on my bed thinking, just get through to five o'clock. Yeah. Just get through. You'll be fine. Just get through to five o'clock and it'll all be fine. And I'd come home and I'd sleep for an hour in the bath. And I'd go to bed at like half past nine. And I'd sleep, apart from having to get up yeah. every 45 minutes to change... Sanitary protection. Yeah, um, I'd I'd ha- I had to set alarms on my phone so that I'd wake up because otherwise the pain would wake me up. Oh, the pain was just yeah. so bad. And I mean, I mean, if anybody, if anything had happened to me, and I'd disappeared or anything, mm. the police would come round and they would have found my blood this. in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. my poor husband would have been arrested for this. This is all worrying. He murdered me because yeah. there was just my blood in all the carpets and all the soft furnishings around the house. I worry about that. Like I just think about my blood is everywhere on every item of clothing I own. <laughs> I, throw, I, I mean, I've thrown away so many pairs of knickers and tights because yeah. I've just bled through them and I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. So eventually they took me in to get this fibroid removed. Did it help? Yeah, it oh, that's did. Amazing. That's it great. did. Uh, so they took the fibroid. I, I was in pain and bleeding for about another three weeks mm. and then it stopped. And the absence of pain was euphoric yeah when you wish for that, that sweet day yeah. <laughs> when you've been in that much pain for that long yeah i know <laughs> you the, the the it's indescribable yeah to not have that pain anymore yeah i'd lost two stone just through blood loss yeah i put Fuck it all me, straight i put it straight back on oh you would wouldn't you because it's just not sustainable to no. do that to bleed all your weight away. Yeah. No. I was so anemic. Don't try that at home. <laughs> yeah, don't try this at home, guys. Uh, I was severely anemic. I couldn't concentrate. I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds. Mm. I could barely leave the house yeah. because my anxiety had got so bad. Like I say, I had to work from home for three years to try and get my confidence back. Yeah. Mm. And I, I became pretty much a hermit. It does affect your... Con- it really Massive. does. It really does. Again, I wonder if, psychological... Yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if there's a, a link or... You know, they've obviously established on the depression. I mean, like, have, 
I don't know. If I'm Anxiety was I've... one of the ones that was linked to PCOS. Oh, was it? Because I was going to say, yeah. like, oh, that's so interesting. See, mm-hmm. I feel like, again, I didn't really know that, but I, I um, similarly get really massively anxious. And that was not something that ever happened to me before. And I feel like yeah. once I came off my pill, that's when I kind of started really noticing it. I don't know if it's a hormone thing or Or if what. it's just the what. It's but, really, really interesting, yeah. though, like how much it affects, affects your you. whole body. Yeah. Absolutely. Including your brain. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah, every aspect of your life. Do you feel like what anti-anxiety drugs were you on out of interest? Oh, I can't remember what they were called. Was it propanol? Um, yes, it was propanol, yeah. Did you find that that affected your appearance? Oh, yeah, yeah. That affected mine yeah. quite weirdly. Yeah. How? It was like, I almost felt like my blood was... T- I mean, we've talked before about like how I'm quite clotty. Uh, yeah, oh, you, God, yeah. Well, okay, I think PCOS clotty is a thing yeah. where oh, huge clots... It thins mine out, the propanol does. Yeah, the, 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 the clotting is, is really weird because mm. for me, it almost felt like giving birth again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You and push. You have to push them out. And it's like, oh, oh okay. I'm so glad you said that because I, I, I got called dramatic before by a friend when I said that I, I basically went hysterical because I thought I'd had a miscarriage. Because obviously when you're, when you're trying for a baby, it's really difficult because oh, it's just, even though yeah. I'd had negative pregnancy tests, I thought I felt like I was pregnant. Mm. And then I had the, a massive clot, which was all veiny. And I had to, like you said, push it out. Mm. Um, and so I was hysterical thinking it was, it was a miscarriage. And I got told, told I was being dramatic. No, you're not. It, it does. I'm so not. glad that you feel like yeah. it, it's, it is. You have to. It's like a yeah. expelling it forcibly yeah. from you. It it's, is. It's, it's, it's really hard. It's too. bizarre and it's yeah. painful. Yeah. And that, that's it's so painful. Links to the anxiety as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, for me, mm. like, it really linked to my anxiety yeah. about infertility and miscarriage. And uh, For know. me, I mean, I have generalised anxiety disorder mm. anyway. Yeah. And this just massively triggered me. I, mm. Yeah. Because I, I was, when I was bleeding so heavily, I was just so scared I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, your tampon ads, they're all bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> you can still ride a bike. Fuck, Fuck off, I can't oh walk. My God. I can't <laughs> if I had gone swimming, it would have looked like there was a massacre. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke we talked about, about this in the first episode <laughs> yeah. about, how, yeah. Uh, Swim, that's a lot. The swimming thing is a lie. I'm a sorry, lie. it's a that's straight up lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Have you seen the advert? I think it's an Australian um, advert for tampons where... One woman gets eaten by a shark because she's leaking, and one like doesn't. And oh, I was just like, I hate and that. I felt really attacked. Like, oh, I'd be. <laughs> Why have you done me dirty do like this? Yeah. <laughs> who are these women who can lead a normal life when they've got know. their period? I, I can't. I know. I can't function. Like the pain it's as well when you're actually pain. on. I'm glad that there's because I. I mean, I literally came with a theory. That uh, that was shot down by some of my friends because it obviously doesn't affect them as badly. But um, I was like, well, I think that the reason that there's a patriarchy is because like when I'm on my period, it hurts so badly that I really, really struggle to function properly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I had this every single month, I'd be a wreck, and I don't know how I'd cope and live. Like, it, like that's yeah. too often because it's almost like the week preceding it and the week after. So I'm like, that's most yeah, of that's my like month, half of your time. Yeah, that's, that's half, half of my month. Really, just like this I'm, is why there's a patriarchy. Why book. are we expected to cope? with this yeah i yeah. mean forgive me because this is a woman phrase but if men had periods they'd have found a cure for them by now yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. I, yeah I don't know about anybody else but my boobs oh. they hurt so much i can barely put a bra on i've literally i've sacked off the underwire forever yeah. i mean one because i literally got like scar tissue from it and i think that's because i kept wearing the same bra even if i was on my period like i'd wear the same bra the whole way through it mm. obviously like well, wash it and everything but um like 
my boobs change size so dramatically. I've got bras that are um, E, and mm. I've got bras that are a double, like you know, from like a D to a double E or something. Yeah, it's my yeah, boobs change. change size. I get bruises. Yeah, where oh the my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I, d- I just I don't wear, wear under my no, bras no. anymore. It really affect it. My boobs got so sore that I yeah. couldn't focus in the day, so I only wear like fabric. Not gonna get it out. I was just about to. <laughs> I was honestly just about to whip up my bra. I only wear like fabric, yeah, really yeah. soft bras because of the. I feel like I, I. They were when they almost. I could feel like I felt like they were expanding almost. They became more like hard. So I was like, like you, you, you feel like you can see them changing. Oh my gosh, mm. so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, get I've really got... like almost like more round at the top as well. Yeah. Like I couldn't wear this. Like I'm, I'm wearing yeah. a fairly low cut dress and I couldn't. Certain times, if like if I was on my period, I couldn't wear this dress because it would almost look like I was, you know, bursting like, out. Oh yeah, like, yeah, genuinely, like they could become really like yeah. solid on the top. It's like, yeah, yeah, really odd. We should move on to fact number seven. PCOS is cured by menopause. True or false? False. Oh. <laughs> I really, really wanted that. To be true. <laughs> Not in my experience oh, anyway. No. Oh, okay. People are more likely to experience regular cycles as they get older, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just at the beginning of perimenopause. Yeah. And I've had a couple of more regular instance of spotting okay uh but not what i would call a proper period yeah uh and it's like oh come on i was relying on menopause to be the one thing that i went through easily yeah but no <laughs> you think to be uh, it's not fair like it's not, if you I have bad periods you should have an easy, easy menopause yeah i want to do a whole episode on menopause because i think it's like so important to talk about because people shy away from menopause yeah, so yeah. much it like, has such a massive impact on yeah. it, it's it's really surprising we've had someone come in at work and talk about it and she was literally suicidal when she was going through mm. menopause and it's just awful that women are made to feel like this yeah, yeah. it's because i think because of all the can't say it because it's like you know there's such an onus on being like an older woman in our mm. society. Like if you're old, then you're invisible. So no one wants to admit that they're going through the menopause because that's like their like sell-by date. Yeah. It's almost yeah. the idea, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a really interesting episode topic because I know like my mum like had no symptoms when she went through the mm. menopause. She was telling me like didn't even affect her. So I'm hoping that happens to me. (laughs) Fact number eight, sleep disturbances have been found to be more common in people with PCOS. True or false? In my experience, yeah, I don't sleep well. I sleep terribly. I I had like one of the Fitbit trackers on as well. I get a lot less deep sleep than Mm. like my husband does and what's recommended. I don't know though. I feel like maybe that's, Maybe it's like a symptom of like the depression and anxiety. Like I feel like I, when I'm more anxious, I can't sleep. Yeah, mm. I get that as well. I'd be interested if it if it is, I'm gonna be mad because there's too oh, no. many things. No, <laughs> it's I'm, true. Oh, no. <laughs> You're twice as common to have sleep disturbances if you have PCOS. I hate PCOS. <laughs> I, I do too. I honestly feel like we've just had a bit of. I just feel like it affects every single aspect yeah. of my whole and life, and you don't even realise no. that <laughs> it's an actual. It's a, I hate it. And then I feel like I, I hate the fact as well that I want people to understand sometimes what, what it's doing and how it's actually 
how hard it is. Yeah. But without just moaning constantly mm. and actually... You... Oh, I just moan constantly. People have to put up with it. Oh, just, I'm so glad that we're friends because it's just, I feel like I've got, we can just bounce off each other <laughs> with the moaning. But it just, it's just... It's, it's really helpful for me talking to other people who've got it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's why podcasts like this are so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just I think listening to other people's experiences are like it helps me so much when yeah. you're going through something and like you don't want someone else to have yeah. the same stuff as you but you want someone to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if they've got things that have worked for them it's worth trying. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean I consistently just want to sort of if I meet someone with PCOS I'm like is there is there anything I can do? <laughs> <laughs> what have you found is anything in the world that works? I'd eat snails yeah. or like, I'd like lick bark anything just give me a weird cure I'll do it. <laughs> yeah but that's and I partially think this is a going down a different route. I think that's why women are so susceptible to things like um, old, like holistic, like yeah, alternative medicine yeah, because absolutely. doctors don't listen to them, no. so they have to go down this weird, weird route. route where you put rocks in your vagina. I'm talking to you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, like she's, she's wrong. She's hopeless. She is. She's a case. I feel like that would. I'd much rather listen to the traditional wise woman or witch. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I find with Gwyneth, it's, it's all just about making money. It yeah, is. She it doesn't is. know what she's talking about. I know. I quite she like doesn't. the idea of those love eggs, though, only because I think I'd feel like they'd be really cool, like cold. Like, See, I, I just, nice I'd be too scared about trying to get it back out. That's true. Yeah. Like, you'd have to lay, lay it, which is <laughs> oh, a weird, no, weird thing. No. <laughs> You're going to hate the next uh, okay. band. Okay. Go on. I'm prepared. Is this true or false? You're twice as likely to develop endometrial cancer um, if you have PCOS. Uh, yeah, probably. I yeah. feel like yeah. it's... Really true. I feel like you get loads of um, warnings even on pill packets mm. about things like um, different cancers and stuff. So, I've, and I feel like the fact that you that a lot of people with PCOS do have endometriosis too, and like yeah. build up of I, I know that personally I get a, a massive build up if I don't have Provera to flush it out. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be true because uh, just why don't we get fucked more? It's false. It's actually oh. three times more oh, likely. <laughs> that's not a nice fact (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) but yeah I think it's because like stuff gets stuck up there and then it like can develop into bad tissue yeah yeah um so that's not fun Mm. but but as I feel like it's important to include because I feel like people dismiss PCOS because it's like oh it's just it's not affecting anything serious but it's like but it has such an impact on everything yeah I mean I don't know about you but when I feel like I'm getting period or I'm bleeding or I just feel off, I lose my balance and I bump mm, into things yeah. more. I actually I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've, that's actually I really never true. thought about that before, but I think you're, you're, I'll have to think it. about that more. Yeah. I'm going to have to, uh, do you know what I was actually going to plan to do, partially for the for the purpose of the podcast and, and the social media, but also partially because of that i feel like i notice like patterns in myself yeah. like, even though i don't have a period i feel like i go through cycles and yeah, things like absolutely. being yeah. exhausted mm, yeah. or things where i'm like elated like day i feel like i get genuine days or days where i feel like i'm just i, I i'm super want to tidy up or yep. really practical and and i, I really want to do like a diary or like a ton of a, 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 like a body journal to, to yeah. try and like track. i want to start doing that so yeah. i started trying to do so i was trying before so I've recently started um, the depot shot as something that might help. Hint. 
didn't. It doesn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I was I'm trying laughing, to monitor. My, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to my, monitor my ovulation beforehand by taking my temperature and stuff every day. But I just gave up because it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final fact. So despite everything we've spoke about with PCOS, the way it affects every part of your life, it's unbelievably under-researched. Mm. So here's a fact. This, you don't have to say if this is true or false. This is true. Okay. Gout affects one in 25 people. PCOS affects one in five women, so about one in 10 of the population. Despite that, between 2000 and 2019, there were more than twice as many studies on gout done. <laughs> It affects... That's because it's old white rich men. <laughs> old white rich men. Oh, oh, so that's um, my last fact, is that despite the fact that this affects literally every single aspect of our lives, it's the, mo the leading cause of infertility in women. It's still barely researched. Yeah. Like, people do not give a shit. I just want to go around kicking all the... <laughs> everything over <laughs> just smashing stuff uh, this was going to be a fun episode and we've just got really angry uh, <laughs> I feel it's good to be angry yeah. you get it yeah, out I mean, yeah. definitely I'm, 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 I'm a historian I love history and I mm. re read a lot of history books uh, and something I've found is that all these women pass down these things to other women through the ages yeah. even right back to the early Catholic Church and the early Christian Church and it's men who stopped it. It's yeah. men who's medicalised everything. I mean, mm. even if you look at something like Call the Midwife, mm. when women are left to get on with it, they support each other and it's easier. It's when yeah. men get involved and start medicalising things that you end up with more problems. Yeah. There's an interesting like, link to that, the whole idea of midwives. There was, I mean, I was reading a book the other day. I'll, if, I'll find it and... and, and let yeah. you guys know later but um instagram. it was talking yeah instagram <laughs> um it was talking about how midwives were kind of almost like during like some of the witch trials and mm. witch hunts mm. were, were sort of demonized like they like because, like, because you know knowledge so much men about didn't have <laughs> yeah it, it was it was like they like you can you can help like women create people like witch witch like, <laughs> we don't understand you oh my god first yeah. witch yeah yeah, yeah. And i think that that is it's a women having the, power yeah the idea of women having this natural power yeah, yeah. and being in tune with it uh -huh. modern society and men don't like it yeah i I really thought in this episode we were going to talk a lot more about doctors and I don't think we have that much time to go too much into it, but I know mm. the three of us have a lot of story, have stories about uh -huh. awful yeah. medical care and the current system, so I think we're going to have to get back together and do a whole episode on it. I think yeah. so. Because I've got a lot of stories and I yeah. know. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who, who will work really hard for like, will be I feel like my like some of the nurses will be really understanding but yeah the, the nurses are amazing. amazing but sometimes the the difficulty getting a doctor to pay attention to you yeah, like yeah. just uh yeah, yeah, yeah just listen can, can you just listen like <laughs> yeah I feel like I genuinely was still the only reason that like and it's not even being treated as its own thing with agency but the only reason that i'm on any drugs or the reason they even thought to give me provera to stop my lining building up too much was because i went in and said i want a baby yeah um, yeah and that is the only reason and that's the only thing women are useful for that's what so having babies <laughs> yeah. well, i mean i could have been getting really ill with like i didn't even know that i should be flushing out old like i didn't yeah. even know lining could be building up and stuff and mm. it's like it's, it's dangerous i think so yeah that i'd be up for 
up for discussing. Yeah, that. I think that's definitely going to be another podcast we Ooh, have to do, definitely. another episode, because I think it's so important. Yeah. We're going to get on to our last segment. And it's my favorite because um, I love this question. It's from Yahoo Questions. So every episode we're going to take a question or a couple of questions from Yahoo Answers or Yahoo Questions and answer them. The question is, is PCOS sexually transmitted? (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Alice? (laughs) I'm going to go on a hard pass. I don't think it is. Uh, (laughs) 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 If it was, then I can tell you this. I would be hunting down (laughs) whoever it was who gave it to me. As it is, I feel like it's probably one of my grandmas, so I'm not going to hunt them down, but yeah. If it was sexually transmitted, there would there would be blood, and this time it wouldn't be mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just found that question amusing because it's clearly like it was um, the person who posted it was a teenager who had just been diagnosed with it, which I felt oh, really bad about. Oh, who sad. didn't know yeah. if it was her? Not yeah, something you're stuck with. Yeah, and it's just it. It's something it's you're stuck with and you have to deal with and it's not your it's, fault, not that you should be blamed. But. No, it's just, yeah. just a shit hand that you've been dealt and it's yeah, about yeah. managing it and, and talking to other women and yeah. trying to make, like, realise it doesn't, like, at the same time as it affects every aspect of your life, not letting it rule your life. Yes, yeah, very it's, much. It's important. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the Yahoo question, which... Yes. Both amused me and made me very sad. sad. Yeah, because that just shows, I think, the, the stigma around... Yeah. around. Well, the, I mean, the lack of conversation around it that you can come up with with such bold theories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Alice and April, for joining us. Thank you no for problem. having me. And if you want to hear more, then follow us on Instagram at periodrama underscore podcast and on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Bye. Molly had lots of questions about what was happening to her. Menstruation is fun. Everything more. Is it true that people can tell when you menstruate? Growing up. It, it, it's an exciting time. <laughs>